0: Hello and welcome to episode 93 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And joining me as always is League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going very good, Andrew. Um, we're doing another late-night podcast.
1: And, uh, yeah, no off-season for us. We're powering through this.
0: That's right, because it's, it's come to our attention, thanks mm. to the NRL, that... Mm. They need us to uh, fill out their state of the game survey, which has come out today. Yeah. yeah, and like, without our input, I mean, what is it, the NRL even? It's just like, no one's watching it. That's right, and look, it's nice of them to do this tokenistic bullshit where they put out a poll like this to make it look think as if, or look, as if they actually care about the public's opinion, when it's actually just for you or me to do.
1: Yeah, pretty much, and I mean, it, it makes a bit of a difference from them listening to idiots in the media like Phil Gould and Phil Rothfield. Hey, and Paul Crawley and Paul Kent.
0: Yeah, well, I put Crawley a bit higher up because he, cause he well, seeks Paul uh, Kent's approval all the time. So Kent must be must be graded higher. Is this an idiot scale? It is an idiot scale. I feel like we've got another episode coming up. (laughs) I'm wondering whether on the idiot scale, whether zero is idiot or whether 10 is idiot. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good
1: question. I would say that I would make, oh man, I would make 10 full-blown idiot and then like like zero would be uh, somebody that's actually pretty smart about the game. Uh, Like you or
0: me, we'd be zero. See, I was thinking you could have zero. It could just be starting off at someone who licks windows.
1: All right, <laughs> and
0: then you work your way up to ten.
1: Like would ten? <laughs> but would ten be? <laughs> no, would ten would be before ten... Crawley. Like, like ten... you look at the
0: scale of, of window licking to Paul Crawley. This is that's your range. Yeah, like ten's a functioning idiot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, without any say, further say, I do. Ah. Uh, The 2019 Telstra Premiership State of the Game Survey. So, we're going to get right into this.
1: Freaky as a ship. Yeah,
0: we're going to do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. As always, why not? Mm -hmm. So, I'll click the OK button and away we go. Question one, state of the game. What is your gender? Hang on, let me look.
1: Hang on. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a male. Did you check that both of, uh, you know, my boys were there? All three of them. There you go. Um, number two, what range includes your age? <laughs> what a stupid way to put it. Why didn't they put how old I are? you well, well, You, you got to get, get those window lickers out of the way early. Yeah, that, That'll stump them there. Okay, number so... three, which animal premiership club do you support?
1: Okay, Parramatta. So... I'm going for the
0: mighty Penrith Panthers. <laughs> Number four. Oh, we're actually getting into something about rugby league here. Oh,
1: how many wow. Game,
0: how many games did you watch during the 2019 Telstra Premiership season? How come oh, all is not an option? Yeah, they've got almost all. How many games are in a season? Isn't that 200... 300? No, 201, including the grand final. Okay.
1: okay. So, the... okay. It's weird that they go up to 150. It's like yeah. 150 or more, you know. Um, yeah, almost all. Yeah, what did you click? Did you watch almost all of them?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I reckon if, I probably missed... I was, was going to say, if I, an an, an, an a, if I was an anti-world journalist, I'd say less than a tenth of a yeah. game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Ruan Sims gave the dalian points for a game yeah. that was on at the same time she was playing?
0: Yeah, that was... That was still better than anything that Paul Crawley would do. Yeah, true. Um, number five. We're flying through it at the moment.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a quick episode if we get this <laughs> up.
0: How do you rate the standard of football over, overall in the 2019 Telstra Premiership season? Excellent, good, average, or poor? Ooh. I'm going to go with this. with a comfortable good. I don't think it was excellent. Mm. If I could, I would pick between good
1: and excellent, so I'm going to go good. I thought it was really good football. I think it was let down by a few bludger games. But, I mean, you can't go through a season without
0: them games. They're just going to happen. It was let down by the Gold Coast, Mm -hmm. the Dragons, um, and sorry to say, but for big chunks of the season, Penrith and Newcastle being trash. And the Warriors, too. Yeah. Like some of them
1: Warriors games you'd watch, it was just so frustrating to watch. The Warriors were horrible. Mm.
0: Um The Tigers though were consistently solid at ninth. You got <laughs> yeah. what you asked for there. <laughs> they just hold up the whole season, don't they? They will they're like the they're like the uh the baseline that you can work from. They'll always give you ninth and then it's up to everybody else to sort the shit out from there. Pretty much. Pretty much. I think They're going to be ninth next year, too. Oh, it's a lock. Yeah. Um, Number six, to what extent do you believe that the Telstra Premiership is currently delivering continuous and free-flowing football? Is that what they should be aiming to do?
1: Uh, That's an interesting question. That is a good question. Your question is better than their question because, like, if we want to have it just free-flowing football... um, is that what we want out of Rugby League? I don't know. I, I feel as though if they had a few less stoppages, and it's mostly for the, um, you know, any time a player, you know, breaks a the nail, they're stopping the game now. I think if we got rid of them, I'd be pretty happy with where the game was at in terms of how it flows. Um, I don't want it to just be
0: touch footy. No, that's the thing is that I don't know that we need a game that is... Consistently continuous that doesn't Stop and the reason Mm. why Is not so much about the touch footy thing While that is actually a a genuine Concern I agree with you on that one Mm. Um it also Means that It will lead to clubs finding new And inventive ways to slow the game down Mm. So you think the Wrestle's bad now you wait until They try and make it continuous Free-flowing football the Wrestling will be absurd
1: Yeah yeah, like, I'm trying to think, when we had Unlimited Interchange, you had a lot of running from dummy half. Um, you know, that,
0: and Which I guess pretty that, much should, took the, that took the halves out of the game completely.
1: Yeah, yeah, it become very forward-oriented, uh, a lot of back row stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I tend to like where the game's at right now. Like, I yeah. really like where the game's at. I think that I, there's a couple of little things I tweak about it, but nothing huge at all. I, I tend to like where it is. So I'm going to, instead of doing strongly agree, because I would get rid of the stoppages in play for everyone that breaks a nail, I would
0: just go agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with agree as well. All right, question seven. To what extent do you believe that the Telstra Premiership equally rewards skill and power on the field? That's an interesting question. I would strongly agree with that. Yeah,
1: because I, I think like, it's got the balance right between the two. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, you think of someone like like you have a Tal Malolo who is, like, the most powerful player in the game right now. Um, but you've, it doesn't stop the skillful players having their say. I mean, some of the most devastating things we've seen this year are, like, short passes and things like that. Good kicking games and you know high catch high over everyone else.
0: So yeah, I think the balance is pretty good. And even things like the the one on one strips, which let's be honest, Josh, Josh Hodgson uh, perfected that first mm. and mm. better than anyone else. Um, that that's a, an absolute brilliant piece of skill there as well, which which is uh, changing games on the year. That's, that was brilliant. I like that. Yeah, same here. Uh, next one's going to be tricky. You have got to do a bit of ranking from one to five.
1: Okay.
0: Um, each of the following aspects of Telstra Premiership matches—it's almost like they're putting in SEO terms here. Yeah. Um, in terms of what you find most entertaining, so you got expansive ball movement, line breaks, unstructured attack, long-range tries, i.e., scored from outside the twenty-meter zone, and offload/slash second-phase play. That's a really good question. Um, so one, one is the one that you enjoy the most, and five is the one you enjoy the least. Most, okay, oh, man, because I love
1: all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, okay. Well, so if I if you go from the the thing you enjoy the least and go up, I would guess thing well, we'll, off- offloads is the least exciting thing there. Me. See, to me, I love it when there's an offload out the back, but it's like, how do you cut an offload? Like an offload leads to unstructured attack. I don't know how to break it down.
0: Yeah, it's very. What strange. is what is an example of unstructured attack? Anything like, the <laughs> anything, anything that the dra- anything that the dragons score a try off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The New Zealand Warriors since 1995. (laughs) Anything where Parramatta scores a try, which didn't involve Mitch Moses kicking to a corner.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Anything Anything the West Tigers did when Benji Marshall wasn't on the field. Ooh. (laughs) Uh,
0: That that would come under the the title of fluke, I believe. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, anything uh, where the
0: Bulldogs scored points. Yeah. <laughs> anything where Ash Taylor didn't do something that caused the ball to go to the ground. That's definitely unstructured.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. This is great. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay, so like, how can you say that you like any of these
0: less? This is very strange. Okay, let's... You know what? I'm going to put expansive ball movement at five. I'll okay. at four. Yep.
1: Um
0: Unstructured Attack at three. Okay. Long range tries at two and line breaks at one. That's me done.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Um Yeah, I'm gonna go hang on, I'm just I'm just doing it now. Uh so I've got the thing I like the most is expensive attack, I guess, because I love it when you see, a team like the Storm, and they put their backline out, and they do it so this beautiful, slick backline play where no one actually gets touched, and like the winger goes in on the on uh, the corner untouched, and it's like, oh man, you can't stop them when they're like that. Yeah. Um, then I would say next thing I like is is unstructured attack, which is the complete opposite when crazy shit happens and the ball gets thrown out the back and all this stuff, and that's incredible. Well, that was. Uh,
0: Penrith under Anthony Griffin.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. 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 Just That uh, was good to watch. Toss it around and see what happens. Yeah. Um, then I would say I'm going to have long-range. Okay, then I'm going to have, hang on, then I'm going to have second-phase play as my, my third favourite. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to have line breaks as my fourth favourite, and my fifth favourite is long long-range tries. But I love all of them, but that's how I've been forced to do it.
0: Yes. I, I'm wondering why they've asked that question. As yeah. far as, you know As part of a state of the game thing, are they thinking about trying to tweak rules so as to cater to one of those more than the other? And if so, don't. Yeah, just leave it. <laughs> oh, all right, what's the next one? We sound like parents talking to a teenage boy who's just found his genitals for the first time. Leave it alone. Yeah, stop it. Don't do it.
1: Don't
0: do it. In twenty get a from bucket. <laughs> in twenty nineteen, there was a significant decrease in the total penalties awarded by referees. I'll just quantify this for a section. Uh, the reason why is because twenty eighteen saw possibly the highest number of penalties blown by referees since nineteen ninety two. I did some number crunching a while back, and it was if if it wasn't the most, it was one of the three highest. Of You know, since 92. So, pretty hard not to see a significant decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, do you agree that the revised officiating philosophy placing more emphasis on allowing the game to flow led to a better product on the field? I don't like what this question is asking me to say. I agree with you. I, I oh man, I agree you see, with you. I, I was not opposed to the referees blowing more penalties in 2018 because the end result that they had in mind there was cleaning up the ruck. Yep. And now we've got this half-assed thing that's going on that the referees have been put into to try and allow the game to flow, where some some infringements get penalised and some don't. And for the life of me, I can't see how that's, a, how that's a better situation or that's something good.
1: Yeah, and, like, if I'm watching a game and the two teams, again, penal, penalised like crazy because they deserve it, I it just is the game that I'm watching. Like it's yes. no one's, it's the player's fault. It's not the referee's fault. And it's not up to the referee to go, well, these two teams are breaking the rules the whole game. And to make it a good spectacle, I'm just going to ignore it. Like you can't do that. But I feel like this question is leading. The, it's like I can imagine someone sitting down with their spreadsheet, Mr. Annesley, and saying, oh, they like it when you don't call penalties. Maybe you should call less penalties.
0: Yeah. So I I don't like what it's trying to corner me into doing here.
1: I'm I'm going to do neither agree nor disagree, because they can uh, piss off. They're not getting an answer out
0: of me for that one. Yeah. Cop a bit of impartiality. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, because it's a state of the play survey, mm. I'm wondering what the agenda is behind each bloody question. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I feel like they're going to crunch the numbers and then say, Oh, you know what they really want? They want it like touch football. They love free flowing play, and mm. it's like mm,
0: I don't, I don't think so, man. If you're listening NRL, my answer to that question is: let the referees call the penalties as they see fit. Yep, I and agree. if the media the doesn't end. like it, the media can go and get stuffed because they're not the ones out there officiating the games. Mm-hmm. I agree. Simple. Um. Number 10, in 2019, there was a significant increase in the number of one-on-one steals in the tackle. Do you believe this has been a positive change? 100%,
1: yes. Agreed. I think it's fantastic. I think that it is another contest for the ball. I love the tactic that everyone comes out of the tackle and there's one player left and he rakes the ball out one-on-one. And if you stuff it up, there's a penalty for it. you know. And I like that as well. It's like... I like anything that's a new tactic in the game. I like anything that changes the way the game
0: has to be played, but it's within the rules. So I liked it. Yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of a modern reimagining, I guess, of the old um, hooker being able to strike at the ball or to play the ball. Yeah, pretty
1: much, yeah. And, and like at times I think, you know, how many games did we see where you thought, okay, they, this team's going to just play it safe, you know, kick downfield and something, and then they turn the ball over because it was stolen, and all of a sudden the game is,
0: like, red hot again. They're like, I, I really like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue that Canberra's mastery of the one-on-one strip is what helped get them in this, into the grand final.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's
0: uh, it just it, took the momentum away from their opposition more often than not.
1: Yeah, and you had to make sure you secured the ball. <laughs> you couldn't just be throwing it out the back and having a loose carry. Because you're going to get done
0: for it by the Raiders. So, yeah, I I really liked it. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me. Do you believe there should be fewer scrums in the game if the rules catered for this? Hell no. Yeah, no. I think that, I mean, we don't
1: see too many scrums these days and there's nothing wrong with them. They sort of, I don't don't see any problem with the scrums. So, yeah, I'd pick no as well.
0: There's this... There's this constant crowing by a lot of dinosaurs Say, oh, the scrums are shit and they're useless because, you know, they're not real scrums anymore. There's no pushing us to stuff. And you go, who cares? The the purpose of modern scrum has now is mm-hmm. two. There's two purposes. Okay, One is you get one one tackle where a whole heap of slow-lumbering players are out of the way and all the speedy blocks get to have, have a play with the ball for a tackle. Mm-hmm. The other one is it's a legal break in the game where a lot of the big blocks can have a breather, which means – they have their breather there instead of trying to find unique ways to slow down the game elsewhere. Like, I've got cramps or putting on, putting on bloody, you know, tackle holds and wrestle holds and shit like that. Yeah, or I skinned my knee. I skinned my knee? <laughs> <laughs> on that. Yeah,
1: I, I have no problems with it. I think it's weird that anyone... You know the thing about the scrums? Everything has been tried in rugby league over its history in terms of what we do with the scrums and trial and error has led us to this moment that we have now with the scrums. And it's been that way for a very we have the scrums we have now and they've been this way for a very long time and for a very good reason. And I think that it's almost like, uh, you know, people are forgetting why. We change from it. And I've got no problems with the scrum still being part of the game. Um, they they serve a purpose,
0: and, and it's not a huge purpose, but there's no, way, no reason to get rid of them. No, I fully agree. Um, would you support restarting play with a play the ball or tap kick rather than a scrum for minor infringements, e.g. knock on forward passes? No, don't no. change the rules. Yep, no, I agree. Don't change the rules. The rules are fine. Game's good. Because all that's going to happen, if you guys start changing the rules and stuff like that, the first time in round one when there's a knock-on and they just do a, a, a handover,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there'll be heaps of boneheads on social media going, what happened to the scrum? Why are they getting rid of this great thing that, you know, it's been in our game since 1908 and blah, 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 blah. People find a reason to whinge about it. Don't go making unnecessary changes for no reason. But that, that's not going to do anything to enhance the game in any way. Yeah, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Ah, thirteen currently. Following a missed penalty goal attempt, which goes dead in goal, play restarts with a twenty meter drop out. Would you support the non-kicking team restarting play with a twenty meter tap kick following a penalty, a missed penalty goal which goes dead in goal? Why?
1: Hang on, I don't understand. Uh, uh... Reece, that's, oh, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I think the current rule is fine. Yeah, just
0: leave it as a, leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it
1: alone! Yeah! It's like, I, I you know, and that's one of those rules in the game that I really like. You know the thing that I, that's, they just need to stop messing with the rules. The rules of Rugby League right now are beautifully balanced. They're really beautifully balanced, and it's allowing different styles of teams in the NRL, and I don't want them – it seems like every time they really change the rules to try and make something happen, we see everyone end up playing the same. And
0: everyone's not playing the same right now, and I really like that. Agreed. Um, plus, that's just a that's just fiddling with the rule for the sake of fiddling with rules.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's someone just to find their job, Mr. Annesley.
0: Yeah, that's of zero purpose, Mr. Annesley. Um. Would you support more interventions by the bunker if it meant getting more decisions correct? I'll tell you what I'd support. Is referees being allowed to officiate the game as they see fit instead of being told that they've just got to call the obvious ones? Thanks, Mr. Philip Gould.
1: (laughs) I wish they called the game in real-time speed, like Andrew Johns wants them to do, instead of however he's watching the game. I'd love to know what speed he's watching the game with. Um... (laughs) (laughs) um I, I i my I, i've made my feelings about the bunker pretty clear if it was up to me the bunker would really only be there for grounding in goal i think less use of technology is a good thing and i think the purity of the contest and the human element is i think especially as we go on in, in time and everything becomes technology and measuring and all this sort of stuff i think that sport is going to go back to being like you know it's the purity of humans just making mistakes we're going to enjoy that more in time
0: i'm going to say no here Mm -hmm. purely because it means less work for graham (laughs) annesley because i think that's what that one's all about so all people said yes that means i get to get do more I can have a longer show every Monday morning on the bunker and stuff like that. Oh, he's rubbing his hands together with glee. He's going to get a second bloody, what's it called? Them
1: PowerPoint projectors. Yeah, he'll have two. Three screens and stuff like that, you know. He'll
0: probably even have an assistant just with a with a with one of those red laser pointers pointing <laughs> to And you'll say, next slide, please. And someone yes. else will have to look after that. Yes. Uh, so no, Graham, you're not going to get another toy. Go away. Um, 15, would you support the introduction of new technology to help bunker officials determine off from kicks in point-scoring situations? Uh, you know what? I I don't care either way if they bring that in. I, I can see the purpose of it, but at the same time, I don't think there's been that much call for it.
1: Like, yeah. how many times
0: have we seen the bunker get, get someone onside or offside wrong? I can't think of it. Yeah, I I can't really think of it. Um, Look, I've
1: said that I think that there should be a way to do it with all the camera angles and stuff like that. They should be able to do it. And if they can put a line on the field and it makes the decision quicker, maybe that would be a good thing. But at the same time, I don't sit down to watch a game of footy uh, to see some guy in a bunker somewhere
0: you know, setting up his set square along the <laughs> from well, the side sideline. So, if we're, if we're honest, we already have the technology currently in place for dealing with this, mm-hmm. and it's people on Twitter using MS Paint on screenshots. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any more.
1: I love it when people send me like something will happen in a game, like, and and they'll send me a. A picture that they took of their tv of something that's a still frame and it's like see what happened here see see and it's like that's not rugby league that's a that's a still frame you say play it at normal speed (laughs) yeah that's when i go play it at real speed you know i'd like to know what speed andrew johns uses to watch the game uh newcastle speed oh yeah um, so what are we saying here? What would you support technology? I'm going to go no.
0: I said no. Oh, fucking
1: just... eyeball it.
0: That's your job. Use your fucking yeah. eyeball. And they they have been. And I would say when it comes to offsides, yep. I'd say that the the bunker has been absolutely nailing the offsides. Yep. I haven't I seen them worry. watch one yet, so it's fine as it is. Um, ooh, currently drawn games during the regular season are decided by golden point. Would you support any of the following changes to the way drawn games during the regular season are currently decided? Maintain the existing golden point system. I'm fine with say. that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Mandatory 10 minutes of extra time. That's the only other one that's common sense. Yeah. First team to score a throw wins. No. Oh, my God. That's the uh, Matthew Johns option. Yeah, that's that's where you uh, could have CTE. Yeah, he's been pulling his dick over that one for a few years now, and to be honest, it's getting tedious, and it's it's completely stupid. It um, really, really is. Each team should get the opportunity to possess the ball. What is this horse shit? No. No. Matches should be drawn after 80 minutes. I'm even fine with that. I'm going to say no to that. I hate draws. <laughs> yeah, I I generally just don't give a shit either way. But to, <laughs> Golden Try... And everyone needs to hold the ball. Go away. I Fair love any.
1: the thing about Golden Try. It's it's so stupid. It's so utterly stupid.
0: Yeah. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Golden Try already exists. It's in Golden Point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, oh, boy. Here's another grand one. Would yep. you support the game reintroducing the five minute sin bin for some offences? No, no, no. We can't be going backwards on punishments. Yeah, okay? it's
1: like we we you know we we've got this problem. So let's make the punishment softer. Hmm. Yeah, so
0: that's, stupid. Because I, I can see what will happen there. Is there'll be each game will just have a ton of five minute sin bins being used, and yep. then everyone will be whinging about how there's too many usages of the five minute sin bin. Yep, 100%. and it'll do nothing to help the game whatsoever. It is It'll become stupid. a tactic. Yep. All we need is, I'd say, if you want to change the sin bin, make it fifteen minutes. Yeah, I actually like the sin bin. I like the sin bins yeah, and I like that's penalty
1: fine. tries. You know, they don't. If it's they're fine and they add something to the game, I reckon.
0: Yeah. Um, the NRL's objective for introducing changes to the judiciary code in 2017 was to deliver a fairer and simpler system using fines to ensure players would not miss matches for minor offences. Do you agree that the NRL has achieved this objective? I also don't like the way this has been structured because I hate the fines concept. You know, it have this have done since you... day one.
1: Let me let me rephrase this one. Uh-huh. We did good, didn't we? Didn't we? We did good. Say yes. Ah, oh, because at the end of the day, it has meant that players don't miss you know games because of minor offences. But is that a good or a bad thing? That's a I bad thing.
0: Because yeah. If if a player is getting a softer sentence. Because of some stupid, grubby crap they did on the field mm-hmm. let's say for example, pulling someone 's hair mm-hmm. that 's not a good outcome that 's a good point They should be suspended for the for the dumb minor things it's the it's the tiny minor offenses that they're they 're finding people for, which are the things which they should actually be getting suspended for because those are the more intentional, grubby, shitty acts that they shouldn 't be doing on the field in the first place. Tripping players, eye gouging players, pulling players by the hair. Seriously, do we? That's are a, we saying we really want that shit in the game?
1: That's a really good point because I didn't think of it that way. I, I you know, when it comes to say uh, you smack a player across the face and don't really hurt him too much. You know, you definitely don't caccas him or something. But it's a, you know, it's high contact, and say you get some points out of that. I can see where. You don't really want someone missing their game for that, right? But all of that other shit you just said, that intention, things you've got to do intentionally like that, ban them.
0: Yeah. Just ban them. So. It adds uh, nothing uh, to the game, nor the player or their reputation. It's just complete, completely pathetic horseshit. So, what do we do? Do you agree the NRL has
1: achieved this objective? I'm going to say. Strongly disagree. Yeah, that's what you've got to do,
0: eh? I, I I go with that one. Strongly disagree as well. You, you failed, Graham, with your stupid fine system, you moron. <laughs> I hate that thing so much. Yeah, it's,
1: they and they really bugged it up this year with those eye-gouging ones. That They were the
0: worst ones. They were. Do you agree that repeat offenders should be dealt with more harshly than first-time offenders? Yes. Strongly agree. Yep. You know,
1: especially if you're doing the same thing over and over again, like, you know, I can understand you can be really unlucky and get someone in a high tackle a couple of times,
0: but when you start turning up for the third time, it's like, dude, you got a problem. Yep. And the punishment should be much stronger for the second time, second offense. Mm-hmm. Not just an extra week or two, but, you know, they should be looking at going, okay, we need to look at doubling the punishment compared to the last time you were here because obviously you didn't learn a good enough lesson the last time with the punishment we gave you.
1: Yeah, maybe they should scale up. Once you like your first one, you know, you're a clean skin. Second one, it's like a normal, you know, that yep. that's your normal thing. But once you get there for the third time for the same thing, it should scale right up. Yep, double
0: points. Yeah, something like that. Call it double demerits round.
1: Yeah, that would be great.
0: (laughs) Um, Do you believe the judiciary panel should only be made up of ex-players? Oh, it sounds like Graham wants to be on the judiciary as well.
1: Yeah, ex player. like, uh, no. No, I don't.
0: (laughs) I think the judiciary should be made up of the best people possible.
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know... I've never had a real problem with the – I think that the judiciary, when you look at the guidelines that they are applying to the offences, I think for the most part they do an outstanding job. And whenever there's a an issue with a player not getting suspended for a certain amount of time or getting off with something, I think for the most part it comes down to the 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 – Either the um, charge was wrong in the first place, yeah, or the wording of the rule has been. The lawyer for the players found a way around it, and that's
0: not on the judiciary panel itself. That's more on the law book. Yeah, the judiciary gets um, they get a lot of bad rap because of, as you're saying, like the match review committee not doing their job well enough. Yeah, because I think that's where some of the issue lies. Is the match review committee. The other one lies in the um, the punishment structure that the judiciary has to work with, such as issuing fines for eye gouges and, and garbage like that. I can't blame the judiciary for that. That comes down to an NRL structure they put in place and the match review committee not charging that offence heavily enough. The yep. judiciary is hamstrung in both directions. Exactly. Exactly. That needs to change. Um, would you support judiciary hearings being live streamed on NRL.com? He really to wants to be on there, doesn't he? Increased transparency.
1: <laughs> he, he, he just, he wants it to be like uh, Tuesday night live with Graham Annesley
0: and he's like, here we go to the judiciary. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, state of the Graham Annesley play survey. My oh, God, Graham get just, your fingers out of the pie son exactly,
1: just get off, get off, get off, get get, yeah, get um, off, leave it alone, don't don't um, so that's a hell uh, no, that's a hard no, yeah that's a that's <laughs> a hell no,
0: uh, do you consider wrestling to be a major issue in our game? yes, I don't, I suppose it's actually a major issue, yeah, I don't know i I, I think I've got. No problems with it. it I've got one tactic. issue. I've got one issue with it, and it's only when it happens in the ruck. I don't mind when it goes on when you're trying to gain dominance in a tackle. But mm. when the player's on the ground, yeah, that's it. Tackle should be completed. We, and we still see players trying to put a player on their back or turn them around and do all these other weird shit. Just get off them once they've hit the deck. That's it. Tackle's over. But is that a problem with the. Wrestling tact, so-called wrestling tactics, or is that just the referee not blowing the penalty? It's a bit of both, I think. Yeah, um, because the referees were were penalising that crap on the ground in the ruck at the start of last year, and then got told to stop doing that and let that shit go on. Um, and I think they should get back into penalising that crap when it goes on too long, which is usually if you can count to three when a player's on the ground and no one's off him yet, penalty. Yeah. Um, would you support any move to reduce the time trainers spend on the field during matches? 1,000%
1: yes. yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'd actually, you know, what they should do is, excepting for the case where there's players with genuine injuries, yeah, trainers should only be allowed on the field, say, a set number of times, make it three times per game. <sighs> Ooh, they can that's... only go out when they have to deal with a with an actual injured player. They've got yep. they can do that as often as they want, but other than treating an injured player, they're only allowed on three times, just well, as a ballpark say, figure.
1: Say they, I mean, I would like to see how many stoppages there are in a game in which trainers can run onto the field and run water, because if they come back with the yeah. and said, look, we the number of stoppages that we have that trainers could then run on and give water to players is, like, say, every four minutes. And I'm just making up a number. I don't know. I don't I can't even guesstimate. But say it's every four minutes, that's fine. A player isn't going to be stuffed without water for four minutes. Um. So, yeah, I, and that might mean that they allow a couple of extra trainers on the field during those breaks, but yeah, I, I think that we need to get them, we need to get the, and it's not nothing against him, he's doing it within the rules, but we need to get rid of the Alan Langer trainer that goes in and is the, you know, guiding the team around the park. We need to get rid of that.
0: Yeah. And the reason being is, I want to get back to seeing the 13 versus 13 contest on the field, not yeah. having the... Essentially, the coach running around behind the players the whole time, telling them where to go, what to do, where they've got to be, what structure they've got to remember, what place to run, all sort of crap. Get that out of there. Get it back to the contest between the players on the ground. And I think yeah, that's no, what it does. Get that get that trainer off the field and get him out of their ear. And I think with the
1: trainer stoppages, I think if the trainer stops the play because the player is injured, that player has to leave the field, and it's an inner change.
0: Yep. And if a player is thirsty... Then you've got substitutions you can bring on to to replace that person and go have a drink.
1: Yeah, like like just run to the sideline, grab a drink. You yeah. know, I know you're out of position, but dude, you're the one that's dehydrated after a few minutes. Yeah, like I, you know, be a be a bloody elite athlete. That's exactly you know, if a marathon we runner can run a, a fucking how like five Ks and then get get a drink at the drink station. You can you can play a few more minutes.
0: <laughs> exactly right. Well, um, oh, here's one where you have to answer yourself because I couldn't be bothered putting any solutions down.
1: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: if you could introduce one rule innovation to make the game more unpredictable and entertaining, what would it be? Unpredictable, entertaining. I'd say everyone gets a hand grenade. I would say we allow a. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think here. Yeah, I would allow a grizzly bear onto the field. Each team gets a grizzly? Ooh. That's a good question. What did, okay, no, no, no. Okay, I've got a better idea. Each team gets a grizzly bear, right? Yeah. And 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 the captain of the team is allowed to decide randomly when the grizzly bear is released onto the field. Because if, say, you're attacking the line and you can't get through the defense, right, like, say, in the grand final with the Canberra Raiders, imagine if they're attacking the line, all of a sudden, whoop, someone pressed the button, Grizzly Bear's out in the field. Now, all of a sudden, the friggin' Roosters players, they're watching the Grizzly Bear, seeing what he's doing, but they're also trying to stop the play.
0: I think it would make it way more unpredictable. It certainly would add to the unpredictability of the game. Mm. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Um, now, as far as entertaining, I don't know. See, I've got an I've got an alternative to the grizzly bear, and that is um, each team is allowed to bring on one retired referee. Ooh, Graham <laughs> you, loves this idea. Imagine if Graham came out and he did a hit up, and then he got tackled by say Jason Tormalolo. Yeah, that would be cool. I think that would be entertaining. Okay,
1: I've got another idea. How about this, right? Swap the grizzly bear with your team's mascot. So the tigers release a tiger, the panthers release a panther, the roosters <laughs> release a rooster, the bulldogs release a bulldog. It, it's, you know, that, it'd be great because, like, the ne- you could see the next expansion team would be, like, the swarm of bees <laughs> or... Like- <laughs> <laughs> the, the bubonic plague. plagues yeah
0: the <laughs> Perth plagues come in yeah
1: the uh, <laughs> the Mongol Horde uh, just things like that it would be great it would be brilliant that would make all the team names teams would change their names
0: the Humula H-bombs
1: yeah yeah wow. the uh, M1 Abram Battle Tank <laughs> it's one of them tearing ass upfield. This is a
0: great
1: idea. This I is like this. I like the bear, though. I like bears. I like bear attack videos. I was searching for them yesterday. So I'm going to type this in. Each team is allowed to release a grizzly. Should I write grizzly or brown bear? They're the same thing, basically. I'll write grizzly. Grizzly bear onto the field um, once per game at the team captain's discretion. Okay. I'm pretty happy with that one. Um, Yeah.
0: Mm. I'm still unsure. Unpredictable and entertaining. What, uh, What if... Okay, what if we
1: allow some of the Viet Cong... To set up traps on the field,
0: booby trap the field.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That'd be pretty good.
1: What are those those pitfall traps that they used to set up called?
0: Um, oh, and they put the uh, the leaves over the hole in the ground.
1: Yeah, they were called something.
0: Hmm. I'm pretty entertaining.
1: Something like that. What else would be entertaining?
0: Um, maybe when when games are drawn, yeah. Instead of having golden point, golden try, anything like that, they could just play Yahtzee. No, no, no. Duck, duck, goose.
1: Duck, duck, goose. That I love. I want to bring duck, duck. I was such a good duck, duck, goose player. I I would love to see it become part of the game. You know what? I'm going to go
0: with that. Okay. Uh, Place (laughs) Point With Duck duck, Goose
1: (laughs) Tell me the game wouldn't be More entertaining if they added Those two things a grizzly bear Two grizzly bears a game And duck duck goose for golden point
0: Mate I think We're under a winner here (laughs) I wouldn't miss a
1: game if I knew there was a grizzly bear coming out. I
0: wouldn't attend yeah. a game. Imagine imagine if you're playing and you're it's golden point and both sides have got a grizzly bear and you've got to play duck duck goose. So <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're thinking.
1: You and, do a whole
0: your grizzly bear. One bear. is he's, he's playing. he's going around playing duck duck goose and then hits the other bear on the head for goose. Yeah. And you just have two bears running around the stadium. And then you get the chance to train your bear
1: as well. So, like, there would be a whole industry in rugby league about training the meanest bear. Oh, I would really like this idea. I think we're on to a winner.
0: <laughs> what is that, new?
1: Yeah, uh, a cognac bear too. You've got to get the biggest one. And the reason I didn't do, I was thinking about a polar bear. <laughs> I think a, a polar bear, they're a different, they've got a different, they're just different,
0: you know. They've got a different temperament. Yeah, yeah. Grizzly Bear's can, a fucking thing. I can see what would happen here, and the Titans would get themselves a koala. Probably. Yeah. They're like,
1: oh, bear. You need any bear. You get the team that, like, the broke team, they could only get a black bear, you know, or a sun bear, something like that. <laughs> the Roosters, they get, like, some sort of hybrid Kodiak slash
0: polar bear that's giant and mean.
1: And they're <laughs> like, they're oh, not breaking the rules.
0: There's actually a robot made out of titanium. Yeah. Um, Question 25. How many regular season matches should each team play? You get to choose between 15, 22, 23, 24, and 30. 100%. It should be 22 games. Yeah. 100%. They've even went to the effort of putting the word status quo next to 24. Yeah, So I thought that meant... Twenty four games and the band status quo turns up as well. Oh, doing that crazy shit the shit song they did for the uh for the Coles supermarket. Yeah. what was that song? Not down good. down, the prices are down. Oh how dare you. That stupid red hand thing. Yeah. As they as they waved it, pointing it towards their own genitals. Yeah, I was
1: just about to say that.
0: <laughs> I don't know why they kept pointing to that area for, but they were. I, I don't know. Um question twenty-six, we're at the end of this turkey. Yeah, excellent. What is the optimal scheduling model for state of origin? All games played on Wednesday night. All games played as standalone matches on weekends. Current model Wednesday, Sunday, standalone, Wednesday. And I'm gonna say all matches should be played on weekends. It should be a Saturday with kickoff at six PM.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the weekend Origin matches as well. Um, I don't mind the Wednesday ones. I think we can do that with Rep rounds still involved in that. But yeah, let's. I'm going to go for a standalone as well. And uh, then it's time
0: to press done. Done. Get those ideas up here, so NRL.
1: Congratulations, you have won ten thousand dollars in the NRL survey. Nah, I don't believe them. Click click (laughs) so yeah
0: interesting
1: uh you can see you can definitely see that they want to make some changes to the rules and they want to be able to talk uh, they want to be able to point to that fan survey to justify it and the other thing is you can definitely see that graham annesley's there saying ask them if they want me on tv more ask them if they want me on tv more go on go on
0: yeah what more can i do i want to do more stuff Mm -hmm. Um I did call this on on twitter a uh a, a, a just a bunch of knee jerks uh requests and it 's all all responding to essentially scrutiny from the media a lot of it was was horseshit mm-hmm. um and yeah Graham honestly looking for more work when yeah, he's clearly he 's clearly overworked um they should say to to Graham mate, we do not need you to do any work on any day that starts with M-T-W. Yes. Okay. right. And the work we do want you to do, we don't want to see you and we don't want to hear you on any of the NRL's media outlets. Yeah, I would give him a pencil and I'd say,
1: Graham, your job is to push this. We're going to pay you handsomely for this. Just push this. We're giving you a corner office. But we want that door to be closed the whole time.
0: We do not want to see you. We will even put a urinal in your office. We do not want to see you.
1: Yeah. You can pick your urinal out. Yep. You
0: know? But yeah. you do not come out of the office and. You will not have that's... any internet connectivity in your office either. See, I would give him the
1: internet. No, I
0: wouldn't. He can do
1: whatever he wants in that office. He can no, no, have no. some blinds in
0: you, there. You can the, the door. Now nah, if you' give him the internet guaranteed you'll find a way to create a social media account, you'll start doing shit about the referees on social media i don't want him, I don't want that opportunity anywhere.
1: He'll end up with a burner like Fren. yeah, he will, yeah, imagine that all of a sudden he starts talking shit. that'd be great <laughs> Graham, Graham, honestly it's a great refs boss. Just ask him, yeah <laughs> at the moment, all he
0: does is troll the actual refs. He does, and it's bad trolling too. It really is. So it's, like that... no. um, it's not even entertaining. No. I did see someone say that it, it should be called a cacophony of knee jerks, and I think that is absolutely brilliantly well, uh, well put.
1: Maybe we should make that the um, title of the the podcast that we're doing here, a cacophony of knee jerks. I think
0: that's a brilliant idea. People would be like, what the hell is this all about? <laughs> so, um, to Smokey Joe on Twitter. Thanks for that. Yeah. That's a brilliant one. Smoky
1: Joe. Um, the RLPA Awards were on tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, this should is... we well, should we wrap that into this? Yeah, go for it. All right, so the NRL Players Champion was James Tedesco from the Sydney Roosters. That's the so WNRL good. Players Champion was Jessica Sergis from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Dennis Tuddy Award. Uh, I'm not sure what that went was that that one's about, but it went to David Gower from the Parramatta Eels. Do so we I know what that's think, for?
0: I think the Dennis Tuddy Award is for work within the
1: RLPA. Okay, excellent yeah. job there. Rookie of the Year was Payne Haas. Um, hard to disagree with that. Yeah. The Players 13 Dream Team. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. So we've got uh, fullback James Tedesco. On one wing, we've got Sevo. Uh, at centre, we've got Latrell Mitchell. The other centre was Will Hoppawadi. Interesting.
0: He did that's... actually have a pretty good year, though. Still, it's a bit of a weird one, don't you think? It is. Um, who was better? This is the thing, is when I think of centres in Australia, I don't think that we've actually got that many that are out, brilliant su- superstars when it comes to centre.
1: No, it's, it's almost a position that's been tuned out a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'd Um, probably say Josh Morris. Probably, I'd probably have ahead of Will Hopewadi. But what about Bronson Sherry? Yeah, he wasn't too bad. He had a good (laughs) season. Um.
1: Anyway, the other centre was uh, Daniel Tupo which is a very good choice. I thought he had a great season. Um, Five eighth was Cameron Munster. Uh, The halfback was Dally Cherry Evans. Yep. Uh, The the prop was Payne Haas. Uh, Hooker was Cameron Smith. The other prop was Josh Papali. The uh, one of the second roles was jo- John. What about me, Bateman?
0: Where's uh, my extra cash?
1: Yeah, well, putting his hand out. Um, the other second role was Kenny Bromwich, which was pretty good. I think that's a, he had a really
0: good season, probably the best of his career. And oh yeah, the, uh, definitely. He was he was big this year. I mean, he's he's always been one of those hardworking toilers that does his job bloody well in that side there. So it's about mm-hmm. time he got some. Some genuine props for his work. It really is, and the lock forward was uh, Jake Trebojevich which is hard to argue with
1: that. Yeah, Uh, the this is kind of weird. This, (laughs) the male academic player of the year was Russell Packer. uh... Yeah, move on, on. move on. (laughs) And the female academic player of the year was Vanessa Folakaki from the uh, Sydney Roosters. The Indigenous Academic Excellence Award went to Josh Edo O'Carr from the Melbourne Storm. And the Pacifica Academic Excellence Award went to Jason Bikuya from the Cronulla Sharks, who actually played in the um, for the Newtown Jets in their grand final victory in the Canterbury Cup and the state championship. So that was good. Oh, we've yeah. also got the Academic Team of the Year. All right, this is always tosses up a few um a few surprises. Oh, okay, okay. Academic team of the year. We've got. I'm just going <coughs> to name the names. It doesn't look like they're actually in team form, but anyway. Uh, Vanessa Foli- Foli- Foliaki, okay, who she was already named. Matthew Lodge, <laughs> because he completed he did, completed a diploma in business. And he's currently completing a Bachelor of Business at Swinburne University or Swinburne University or Swinburne University? Swin, Swinburne. Swinburne. There we go. Um, obviously, I didn't complete one. James Tarmo.
0: Business. In Was business. It in the yeah. business. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, he knows yeah. how to close the deal.
1: <laughs> he's a tough negotiator.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Jesus my goodness Christ,
1: Oh dear. It's nice it's nice that he got an award at some point and had to turn down the Broncos captaincy, isn't it? Isn't rugby league wonderful?
0: It's fantastic. Uh
1: James Tamo, Will Hoppawade, uh Brett Morris, uh Daniel Alvaro, uh Tafoa, Tfofoa, Sipley. Yep. I never mm-hmm. heard of him. Uh Jamie Bura, who I can't believe he's still playing. Um, Cohen Hess, he's currently doing a Master of Business Administration and completed a Diploma of Hospitality, hospitality Diploma of Business Management at CQU, I guess that's Central Queensland University, yep. uh, Chanel harris uh Keegan Hipgrave, Russell Packer, good old Rusty Packer, and uh, Robbie Rocco. He's completed his Bachelor of Engineering at the University of New South Wales. So, congratulations to all them fine people in the game and their achievements.
0: And Matthew Lodge.
1: And Matthew Lodge and Russell Packer.
0: <laughs> wow wait. <laughs> well, it's good to know we've got some uh, academically-minded players there. Yeah, they're not dopes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh Matthew Lodge, my goodness. Hey,
1: what do um, you think about this um
0: this stuff that's happening in Bali? Yeah, so we had the uh the video footage came out on social media last night of yeah. allegedly, of Nelson Asafa Solomona um laying to waste whatever he can whatever happens to get in way of his haymakers on the streets in Bali. Now apparently the story goes that someone King hit his teammate Suliasi Vunavalu in inside a bar, and security took them outside. Someone then coaxed Nelson Asif Solomon into a fight. God knows why. What an idiot! He's only seventeen it? foot tall and three hundred and fifty kilos of muscle. I mean, yeah, that's a good idea. And he basically. Um... It was like watching the Hulk fuck up the
1: Shitari in the first Avengers movie. He was just, <laughs> he was going nuts. It was fantastic. And he said that somebody, they said that somebody was going to glass them. And so yes. that's when it, why he went into Hulk mode. And good luck to him. i got no problems with it. I think they should say, listen, next time don't go to Bali, but be on your way.
0: Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be disappointed, I guess, if if that's the story that actually happened, that... <laughs> Um, nelson's protecting his teammate who got Mm. king hit and those those players have done nothing wrong and he's come out and done that to try and look after his teammate i would hate for him to get punished in any way for that behavior um and apparently he's gonna he's gonna have his tell his story sometime soon so we'll see what happens there i guess but uh
1: i've got no problems with it it's like do we want our players to go out and be victims? Because we can do that if we want, but I don't want that for our players. No.
0: And um, we can't be sending that message out either, that a player is not allowed to defend themselves if they get attacked in the, in the, in the public. But like yeah, every okay. human deserves the right to defend themselves.
1: Yeah. Like if I went up to him and, and gave him crap, I would expect him to pick me up and drop me on top of my head and kill yeah. me. And um, we, I don't we can't think have it a... where, 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 you know. It's like that idiot that was going after Cameron Munster while he was playing the poker machine. Yeah. Um. It's like we can't have that sort of environment um cultivated because of the way the game looks at things like this.
0: No, because it'll only make matters worse for the players. That's yeah. it. And like, um...
1: how many times ever in, in like your whole lifetime have you ever heard of players properly going out? And fucking up someone in the public, that 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 like, you know, this doesn't happen too often. There's a lot more violence against women from players, and yeah. and we, I think the game tries to get on top of that when it can. But the only one I can really think of, I mean, you got Whiten, um, he did it last year,
0: um, Lodge and Packer, I guess.
1: Yeah. Packer went to jail for it. Lodge, uh, Lodge must have been damn close. He must have been very, very close. He He's very lucky that he actually got back from the US, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but it's not like the players are all going out and, and getting into fights all the uh, time with the general public in, in clubs and of,
0: stuff. We've mentioned three out of 400 old players that played this year. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so. and I, I think if you're as big as him
1: and someone... Smashes your teammate. Guess what? <laughs> I'm always angry.
0: <laughs> you're you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah, yeah. That um, like life should. Everyone should just be like, oh shit. <laughs> there is another another point here, and that is why do Australians go to Bali? I don't get it. I can't think of anywhere worse to go. eh? There's only like 37 billion islands in the Pacific. Mm. Go to a different one. Seriously, what's the attraction to Bali? Go to Hawaii. Hawaii's nice, been there. Going to go back. Go to Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, Cook Islands. Go anywhere. Go Vanuatu.
1: Go Go to Nauru.
0: Yeah, go to Nauru. Go to Christmas Island. Yeah. Beautiful facilities there. Modern. (laughs) Yeah. Go to Hamilton Island. Ooh, yeah! Kangaroo Island, you know what? A town. Strad- Stradbroke Island, <laughs> Roby Island. Go to any island. Just don't go to Bali.
1: Go to Pitcairn Island.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go
0: to island.
1: <laughs> go to actual island. <laughs> yeah, go to island. It's great. Yeah, no one in
0: Ireland island knows anyone who plays rugby league. You be you go in there, you'd be scot free. You'd all just be. Anonymous people there.
1: Go and have Guinness from the source and uh, enjoy life, the life of the Irish. Eat heaps of potatoes. Um, Say so top drink. of the morning a lot. Top of the morning, dear. I can't do a yeah. proper Irish accent.
0: There you go. But, uh, yeah, go do something else. Don't go barley, geez, Barley, yes. I can I mean, think of a way... Way when better. there's a TV show, there was a TV show on Channel 7 a few years back about, you know, the dramas that going on in Bali. I mean, if, if, if it's that notorious, avoid it. Was it Bali where the guy got uh, got
1: absolutely shit-faced and then <laughs> Spartan kicked another dude off of a bike? <laughs> Probably, that, yes. I think that was in Bali, hey? I think it might have been. And, and then he, like, he got hit by a car and he got up and walked it off. Actually, Bali sounds pretty cool now Like you go there, you're watching NRL players fight You're seeing people doing acts of strength That are incredible Maybe it is maybe it
0: is fun You know, go boogie boarding Yeah, no <laughs> No uh, I just don't get the attraction of the joint no, Especially no. when you know that the, the Indonesian people and the, and the community in Bali Have been known from time to time To complain about the Australian tourists so don't if even the locals don't want your tourist money, it's not going to be a good experience. Yeah, I can't imagine going somewhere where
1: they they're like, "Oh man, another one of these assholes."
0: Yeah, just go somewhere else, fellas. Yeah, you're on you're on enough money. You can go anywhere you want. Why go there? Go somewhere else. That's the thing. Why are they going to the budget place? I but
1: don't there know. Heaps go somewhere. Man, if I was going on an end-of-season trip and I was earning as much of these footy players, I'd be going somewhere awesome. Like, you could literally go
0: to Monaco or something. Yeah. Go somewhere brilliant. I mean, if you want to go somewhere cheap, on a budget, where you can get drunk and nothing happens, um, I can take you to my hometown. Mm -hmm. There's about 20, maybe 30 people that live in the the town Mm centre. You can go up to the local golf course. There's an old shed up there. It's a bit run down, but you can go up there and just put a few kegs up there, a few slabs, and just put them away. There's no media there. No one knows how to get to the place. You'd be fine. You could even get a helicopter to come in and drop you off on the cricket ground and pick you up and take you back home. You don't even have to drive. I
1: tell you what, if you want a place that's a nice holiday destination, right, go to Canberra, right, but then keep going. I just wanted to say that.
0: Yes, <laughs> I had a feel that was coming. That was coming. Yeah, um, yeah. that's what she said. Ah <laughs> <coughs> oh, well, look at that. That was a, uh, a a good episode. We've helped out the players in a lot, a big way. There, we've helped out the NRL.
1: We just the, need help.
0: That's all we do. It's a it's a massive public service.
1: Yeah, I think so
0: too, and. I just think people
1: have this for the whole off-season. We've actually got the uh, World Nines coming up on Friday and Saturday. That'll be interesting. Uh, we get, we've get, we got a couple more interviews coming up. I'm trying to get an interview with somebody that fucked up a game of NRL. So that'll be interesting. Poor carriage. Get... <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that what you're getting that? Poor carriage. Could you imagine? Let's try and get Full
0: carriage on. Wouldn't that be cool? And then talk about everything except for that one bad game. That would be brilliant. Just (laughs) not mention it. Not mention it whatsoever. You know
1: what? If we could get an interview with Paul Carridge, right, I would literally write a legal document that would say we will not even mention that game.
0: Not even once in the slightest. No. Not even a a hint of a suggestion we're going to go near it. No. We'll get to the the whole talking about that whole final series. Mm Mm-hmm and just say, um, you know, how does it feel knowing that the rest of your team choked while you were playing your backside off for them, that was and they, they lost that game?
1: You know who he reminds me of? Clint Gutherson.
0: Oh, that's a bit harsh. No, Paul. no, you, you think about it. does a bit it harsh. Even... A bit harsh on Paul.
1: Well, yeah, you know, but... He does. His playing style reminds me of Clint Gutson. Never thought of that.
0: Sort of a utility back sort of player, not an out and out specialist in his role. Yeah, not so much a first grader. Yeah, that bit too. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Well, have we got any shout outs? Yeah, shout out
1: to Nadine. Uh, Shout out to Dr. Alan Pierce. He was fantastic earlier on today. Um, If you haven't heard episode 92, go back and have a listen to it. It's a fantastic discussion about all things con- concussion and CTE. Uh, shout out to James Smith. He was uh, promoting our episode about the uh, World Nines preview that we did a couple of episodes back. So
0: thank you to James for that. Well, we seemingly are doing the only promotion for the World Nines at the moment. Am <laughs> <laughs> i glad. That... is anyone else bothered?
1: I know. I'm, I'm glad they're paying us to do it as well. I've actually, you know what? We had a couple of um, uh, reviews for the podcast. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd uh, read them out. So this one is titled "Number One League Podcast." It's by Gadding three seven eight seven four two. Um, they said, "Here, let me open up the whole thing." They said, "Best league podcast out there by a country mile. Excellent commentary on matters that actually matter." Good mix of humour by the hosts by throwing in good old Aussie slang. Love it. And he said that in in, uh, things he said, and I'm an ethnic. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why he added that. Uh, Also, the perfect amount of sprinkling of other big-time sports, namely NBA, NFL, and cricket. It's the off-season, and I'm still hooked. Um, The next one was from Luke Lost in Oz. And his one said, "Best cat consumption podcast on iTunes, with rugby league thrown in. What more can you ask for?" So that was very nice.
0: That eating was cats, Lovely eating food.
1: cats, yeah. So yeah. Um, and so they're the newest ones we've got.
0: I we would got ask one more.
1: It... Oh, do we? I haven't seen it. Where?
0: One more. Where is it? Came in today.
1: Oh, it's not you... come up on
0: mine. And it's a five-star ring, says, from StormFan79, it says, you can be funny and smart.
1: Excellent. That one's that's not come up on my line. That's ready?
0: fantastic. These guys are great. They pump out a million podcast per week. The content is usually first-rate, talking about anything from recent happenings in rugby league, history lessons, and even hypotheticals, like when League Freak was CEO for the day. Always good for a laugh, and definitely more informative than mainstream media. They love to get listeners involved, and have done a few interactive live streams. Keep up the good work, lads. Got a dash. I'm a few episodes behind. Cheers, Mofo Storm fan. Oh,
1: Mofo Storm fan. Yeah, I know who that is. Thank you for that, Mofo. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, anybody, please, just you've got to give us some reviews, give us some five star ratings, whatever podcast and app you're using. Just it takes only about a minute, and you're all done, and it helps us <laughs> spread the word and and get people listening.
0: So anything you can do like that's fantastic. Give you all a mention on the podcast as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Carsten Brummer. hmm um, Who else was there? Someone that we forgot to mention last time, and I had a bit of a whinge about it. And I almost feel inclined to forget them, forget them again just for fun. <laughs> I thought it was Carsten Brummer. It might have been. I can't remember. There's also... Richard Cranium, Nadine, Arabella. Mm-hmm. Uh, the starting uh, block. S- the starting block, absolutely. Uh, Samuel Sam. Samuel Bayless, Yes, he's a massive,
1: massive supporter of ours. Retweets everything. It doesn't go unnoticed, Samuel, so
0: thank you. Absolute legend. Um, and, yeah, there's probably a few others. Um, but aside from all of that, you can follow us. Follow the uh, the podcast on Twitter at Furgo Freak Pod. Um, all of the episodes are up on YouTube straight away so you can get on to check them out. Um, one last question I'd like to ask you, mm. and I know the answer. Had any emails? No, we haven't. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a running joke this bit. I like it. I know.
1: No emails. I actually did check before. Um, you know, no no emails. What does, What's the hell? You know, we need more emails, people.
0: Send them in. I'm still waiting on an email from you too, a Porto. Yeah, damn it.
1: Bastards. (laughs) uh, I
0: had had a Porto for dinner too. Um,
1: The other thing is I'm writing a lot more on my website, leaguefreak.com. So if people want to check that out, see what that's like when I'm actually writing. And uh, chuck some comments on the articles, too. Because I'm on, like, I think I'm on 713 uh, comments on my articles. And it's been on 713 for a while. And it's pissing me off now. So go into an article and just write something nice. Be like, wow, that's a really good idea. Or you write incredible stuff,
0: League Freak. Or Or be really, really cryptic. And go to, like, say, two hundred of his uh, of his articles, and just write a sentence, one word at a time, across <laughs> each article. So he's got to open up all two hundred to That's find out what he actually annoying. said.
1: That's <laughs> fucking annoying. Don't do that. <laughs> fucking write and fucking don't spam my website, you pricks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free <freaking> idea. <laughs> Oh, I'm too lazy to fucking edit it and all, so I'd probably leave
0: it up, but yeah. You would. That'd be fantastic. All righty. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And we'll wrap this baby up. What do you reckon? Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, stay safe, everyone. And um, be kind to everyone you meet tomorrow. There you go. And if you're out on the roads, keep left. Yeah, always to the left.